Welcome to the Brent Gold Podcast with co-host Eric Lawholm. We are building 1 million agents in 100 countries in 10 years. Now, here's your host, Brent Gold. Hi, this is Eric Lofholm. I want to welcome all of you to the Brent Gove Podcast. We've got another fantastic guest today. Today, I'm joined by Curtis Johnson. Curtis has achieved being one of the top 50 teams by Wall Street Journal. He's done over a billion in real estate sales. He and his teams, they've sold over 6,000 homes. He was the Inman Innovator of the Year finalist. He's been a top 10 alpha builder in EXP. Curtis, welcome to the podcast. Eric, thanks for having me, man. It is uh, good to be on here. Excited to, to be on your and uh, uh, Brent's podcast. Fantastic. Well, why don't you share with us, you, you've accomplished tremendous success in real estate. Tell us a little bit about your background from your experience, your career in real estate, how long you've been in it. Tell us a little bit about that. Um, yeah, sure. So, you know, I, I think I worked about every job possible going through college, worked two, three jobs, uh, everything else like that. And I think I bounced from job to job and I, you know, thought, hey, I, I want to get into sales. And I, you know, talked to my wife. I said, hey, I, w- I want to try real estate sales. And she, you know, she was the educated one out of us and she had graduated. She was an accountant and a, she was a controller at a mortgage company. And so she saw a lot of real estate agents come and go. And so she was not excited about that at all. And so I said, well, I want to give it a shot. And so she said, fine, you got 90 days. Uh, if, if you can't sell a house, then you got to go get a real job. And I knew I was pretty much unemployable. So I knew that wasn't really going to work. But um, went out and, and uh, she, she actually gave me a lead. And I found somebody who was able to sell a house in that 90 days and sold another one and sold like 10 houses that, that first year. Uh, it was about 11, 11 months in, inside there. And I, I sold 10 houses. And I made twenty four thousand dollars gross. I think I spent probably twenty five thousand back in trying to market and figure it out. And and everybody was telling me how awesome I was doing, and I was like dying because I wasn't making very much. I was working honestly, you know, seven plus days a week, all every waking moment going at it. And so I knew that there had to be a better way. From there had to be a better, you know, I couldn't trade more time to make more money. And so I knew that there was people that was making more than I was, that was selling more houses. And so I really just spent, uh, you know, all my time trying to get in better rooms, trying to get around other people, knowing that, you know, if, if you hang out with nine broke people, you're going to be the 10th. And so you got to be hanging around with people that are doing more. And so I just traveled the country, you know, all over North America, really trying to find strategies and things that other people have have figured out. And that next year, I was able to sell uh, like 46 houses in about nine months and then hired a buyer agent and then didn't sell another house for three months. And so then I had to learn, how do you go from sales to actually leading a team? And that was about 22 years ago. Like I said, sold over a billion dollars, 6,000 home sales. I have an incredible team here in Arizona. Uh, But that's really kind of where I ran into Brent was, you know, in marketing and then traveling the country, learning different strategies. And he's one of those people that I, I learned a lot from and we'd mastermind a lot and try and find different strategies that would that would work in our own markets. Yeah. What's one of those strategies? I'm sure you've learned well over a hundred, but what's one that sticks out that you learned either how to do an open house or it was a referral strategy or something with technology? What's one that sticks out that like, man, that really made a difference for me? You know, obviously the easy one, uh, you know, 
we were in a small little mastermind group, I think in Austin, Texas, and and Brent was trying to explain. He was just starting out with his open house uh, strategy with the big yellow ugly signs and all those different things. And he he shared the story about how he, you know, kind of traveled and followed the breadcrumbs into an open house and he thought, hey, that could work for me. And then, you know, it, it's about really overcoming your limiting beliefs. And he'd talk about he'd get these open houses full and he'd get people's social security numbers to be able to run their credit and be able to get them in houses. And, and you know, at first you go, well, that's California. That really won't work here. And then you kind of go, well, yeah, probably would. You, know, you just got to be willing to do the work. So that's an easy one. But we'd spend a lot of time, you know, he was one of the first people that really introduced me to uh, doing radio. And so, you know, we we were heavy into radio for many, many years and and really kind of ahead of the pace inside that and and really just, you know, working on, you know, direct response strategies that would actually make the phone ring to, you know, go out and sell houses. Fantastic. So you had known of Brent and then Brent comes to you one day and says, hey, EXP, take a look. I think this would be great for you. And your response was what? Um, yeah, well, my, my initial response, you know, response was, you know, he, he came to me, uh, about five years ago or so, and I'd known him for about 10 years before that we'd done some speaking together. We'd actually, you know, room together in some different events. Cause we'd kind of be on the circuit, right. Go around and, you know, maybe I'd be speaking one, he'd be speaking or we, 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 we are always learning. Right. And so it wasn't out of the ordinary. We'd see each other all the time. We'd go to dinner. We, he'd text me a lot. Hey, how's the family doing? How's this? And then he texted me one day and he said, hey, uh, can you talk for a second? And he called me up and, and I said, you know, he said, hey, I'm, I'm looking at this company called EXP. You know, have you heard of it? And I was like, nope, sounds like a dumb name for a real estate company. It, you know, like I don't get it. And, and he said, hey, I'm really looking at this. I think I might be leaving, you know, KW and, and going over there. Will you at least look at this for me and, and tell me if I'm, you know, if I'm just missing something, if this is a bad, it's going to be a big mistake for me. I said, yeah, I'll, I'll listen. And so we set up a thing for the next day. And, uh, I, I said, Hey Brent, I just got to tell you, man, you could just be handing me gold bricks and I'm going to say no. Cause I'm just not interested. I'm not open-minded. I'm just not even, even the slightest bit interested in this. I'll look at it for you as a friend, but I'm 0% interested. You could be handing me gold bricks and I'm going to turn them down. And he goes, Hey, no, I get it, man. That's okay. I, I want your feedback on this. And and I said, Hey, I uh, fine. And so the next day we jumped on Rob flick, um, you know, jumped on, explained it. We didn't even have a, he didn't even have a video at that point, just kind of going through and explaining it. And, you know, it's one of those things where I kind of had the phone, you know, maybe I was listening, maybe I wasn't, I was trying to pay attention. It was, you know, 20, 30 minutes kind of going over some different stuff, but when you're not interested and you know, you're not interested and you're, hundred percent convinced you're not interested. You know, I don't know how, I don't know how much I was really listening, but he got done. And I he said, so, you know, you know, what do you think? Or, or what kind of things stand out? And I said, I, I think you guys are so lucky to get Brent. Cause I think this is exactly what Brent needs. And he's gonna, he's gonna absolutely transform your company, but I'm just not interested at all. Uh, good luck to you, but not interested. And, and, you know, to Brent's credit, he treated me just the same, if not even better. He just still keep in contact. Hey, how's the family doing? How's everything else? And and then, you know, I'd be like, hey, so how's that EXP thing working out for you? And we'd just keep in contact. And and then over a year later, I finally, uh, you know, had enough pain in my life that I said, hey, I'm open to really looking at it. And and that's been almost four years. And it's it's been absolutely amazing uh, choice for me to 
to, to run my team from there as opposed to, you know, building somebody else's business up. Yeah, well, you made a good point there that after Brent initially introduced it to you, he still maintained contact, friendship, just like always. Because he's an amazing guy. Yeah, he, of course, absolutely. And then you reached a pain point. What what was going on in, in your life that had you say, you know what, let me, let me take a look at this now? Um, you know, to me, I'd been running a team at, at that point, uh, maybe 17 years or so. And, you know, it's like we'd, we'd sell, you know, 200, 400 houses. We'd just be going through and we'd do really, really well. And, and it was kind of like, it was just a treadmill, right? It was a, you, you go from a transaction treadmill to, to building a team. And, and one of the things I was looking at was, like, okay, well, how do you, how do you keep people engaged longer on your team, right? How do you, how, how do you stop? newer agents how do you give them a good foundation so they don't they don't turn over if you will right and so that was kind of one of the conversations i was having with brent at that time was i was looking at a lot of the exp numbers across the country and looking and and from what i saw that you know the turnover was less than half compared to most everywhere else right Mm -hmm. it's still high because it's it's real estate you know 90 percent turnover business but inside exp was a lot less and so i was looking at you know, selfishly, I was looking at, okay, well, is it the stock that, that they're getting stock and that, you know, it's on this, this timed out process where they don't actually get all of it, you know, that that's, uh, that's awarded to them right away. Mm-hmm. Is it the revenue share? Is it the, the virtual world? Like, what are the things that are actually keeping agents there longer? And I wasn't looking again, I, I wasn't looking at it to, to move companies. I was looking at it selfishly, like most entrepreneurs, like, hey, I can knock this off and do it better, faster, quicker. And then the longer you look at it, you go, actually, I can't. If, if, if it's already designed and built, it might just be easier to, to join it than to compete against it. Yeah. Now, when you came over, mm-hmm. how did your skills in real estate, being a successful agent, team builder, now translate over into building an EXP organization? Um, that's, it's a good, uh, it's a good question. I, you know, for a lot of years, I, you know, I'd recruit to my team. And even when I was at Keller Williams, I was a, you know, a minority, a, you know, a tiny owner of a market center. And I'd help do all I could to help attract agents there and things like that. But, you know, the whole time I was there a few years, uh, I averaged less than $20 a month um, over my whole time at Keller Williams, which was $20 more a month than what I got at Remax. And I don't fault him. I think it's a, a great program. It just, you know, I was, it, it wasn't financially um, lucrative enough to spend more time and energy doing it. And I had my own brokerage, which was just my team for about, uh, you know, 12 years or so. And I'd recruit to, you know, I'd have an agent, I'd, I'd lose an agent and then I'd recruit one. I'd have an agent leave and I'd recruit one. And so kind of just about how do you, how do you stay, um, you know, balanced, right? How do you fill those spots? But it was never massively about growth. And so, you know, what skills came over, I just always saw myself as somebody that I was not a recruiter really is what I saw myself as I I saw Brent, I knew how incredible he was. And and I knew he was a recruiter, right? And I just Mm -hmm. didn't, I compared myself to him. And I said, well, I'm not even in that same world. And so I just consider myself not a recruiter. But over the first, you know, month or two, I had some experiences where I saw the impact of this uh, this model, if you will, and about how you're not necessarily recruiting to yourself, but you're recruiting to your other partners. 
And and that I could get behind that. I could get behind recruiting somebody to go be in Brent's world or to be in, you know, Jay Kinder or, or Mike Reese or or Albie or Cliff or or Chuck or someone like that. I could I could get behind that. Uh, but I couldn't get really behind, hey, just come to this company and, and get with me. So just you know, sales is uh, just a transference of feeling, right? You know that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so probably the biggest thing I've got is I've got massive belief now uh, in this company. And that's what makes me a good recruiter, if you will, is because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not recruiting. I'm just being, I'm just sharing what I believe to be true. So let's, let's go back right before you join EXP. Maybe somebody's listening to this podcast <laughs> and they're where you were at that time. So your team was about what size and what kind of number of transactions were you doing? Um, yeah, I had a team of uh, uh, about eighteen uh, at the time we came over, and you know we were, you know, it was we were doing again. It was it, I hadn't really given up on on production, but it was you know you look at what you know to to be able to go from you know two hundred to five hundred or something else like that, and you look at what the risk reward you know, there, there's, it's tough, right? It's tough to go through and scale a, a, a team um, much higher, right? So at the time I had about 18 agents. Now I've got, you know, close to about 40 uh, on my team. And, you know, we're, I think that's about a good number uh, for us, what, what we're doing. Mm-hmm. And I'm able to put a lot of energy into, you know, helping, you know, people inside of my organization, because, and again, I know this isn't just about EXP, this is about, you know, entrepreneurs and, and things like that. But, you know, one of the cool things is, you know, EXP, it's, it's really the only business model in real estate where your number one goal is to help people outgrow you and out earn you. And so I'm able to spend a lot of my time and energy on, you know, the 6,600, partners in, inside my organization and help them win and hopefully help have them help 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 them pass me. Yeah. So let me just make sure I, I understood what you were just saying. When right before you came over, your team was like 18. And now your team's a little over double that. But now you have a 6600 person organization that you're able to benefit from. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. And you know, again, it took me you know, almost two decades to get to, you know, 20 agents, um, yeah. you know, and inside this model, we're able to to double that in, you know, four years, which, you know, you might think, oh, that's pretty cool to double something in four years. But, you know, as much as I love my team, that's, that's kind of the smaller story, if you will, right? The bigger one is, you know, the, the other opportunities and, and revenue stream and all kinds of those different things from having, you know, 6,600 partners, over those four years and expanding, uh, you know, obviously all over internationally and some of the big things we're doing there. Now, let's say somebody is listening to our interview right now and they're a part of EXP. They want to build. They want to build an organization in the way that, that you have their version of it. what advice would you have to somebody who wants to build an organization? Um, I, You know, I, I think uh, there's a – there's so many strategies. Obviously, I try to model a lot of the things off uh, off Brent Gove, right? Mm-hmm. And you know, he says, "Oh no, you don't," because you know he went all in on you know, the phone initially and in, in reaching out to his contacts. I used more like Facebook Messenger 
you know, sending, you know, links to, you know, different trainings I'd done or trainings I'd watched or whatever, or I did a lot of Facebook live, but you know, the, the same strategies apply and that's, you know, you've got to be somebody that's, that's attractive and that's credible. You know, so many people that are out there like, Oh, I want to, I want to grow and I want to, I want to do these things, but yet, you know, they're not really working on them. They're not making themselves the most attractive they can be. So you got to work on yourself first. Um, I believe after that, I think you've got to work on building your audience. Um, you know, it, it goes with, you know, it goes without saying that if you share a message and there's nobody that's listening, you're going to have a hard time growing. Right. And so, you know, whether that's on social media, whether that's, you know, other speaking event, whatever that is, or there has to be someone that's listening to you and that, that sees you as a credible person to be able to, to listen to, um, you know, and, and as you, as you live your life, I'm not a, I'm not big into, you know, just jumping on the phone and just cold calling everybody all the time. Like, that's, that's just not my style in that. Um, just be as natural as you can, but just be kind of loud about it and, and share what you believe. If all you focus on is real estate sales, that's fine. You're going to have a great career. You're going to be able to do those things. But, you know, what about if you just shaved off 10% of your week and just spent, you know, four, five, six hours a week in, you know, trying to build another pillar of your business that is able to do that, right? So as you've got your audience a little bit bigger, um, you know, still go in and, and you know, get, make sure that they're able to, to watch the overview, make sure they're able to see the value in the company. And if so, incorporate some of your partners. It's a, it's the same strategy, you know, for any any other type of growth, right? You've got to get to the table. You've got to be able to present. And uh, you know, when you do, you can't just sell. You've got to really try to work with the person to find out what are their pain points and where where are they at, where are they trying to get to, and and do you have something that can help them get there? And if you do, that's great. And if you don't, you need to let them know, like, hey, you know what? I I can't solve this for you. Last question is around, um, say there's a, maybe they're a new agent to EXP or maybe they've been in for a while and they haven't like fully immersed themselves in the culture. So what tips would you have? Would it be going to the, the events? Would it be doing the EXP world? I mean, what, what would be your tips for somebody who is like, okay, I'm new to this, but I want to really raise my belief level so I can go out there and make it happen. Yeah, there's so many good things. Obviously, the the how EXP set it up, I think, with their Icon program, where you've got you know incredible, you know, brilliant agents that as they go through and they have, at a certain number of sales, they get stock back, right? Um, to essentially zero out all of their costs. Um, part of that is to go spend you know certain hours each year in giving back. And so this isn't just about your leftover crumbs or whatever. This is agents giving their best stuff every single week, right? And, and throughout the week to, to be able to have that. So I would say the, the very first things would be um, to make sure that your logins work, to go into the back end, into workplace, look at, watch the announcements. Almost every single day, EXP has some type of announcements. You can go in and watch and just to be aware of like, hey, what's the growth going on? What's the latest country? Um, here's a you know, a recap of EXPCon, or here's a new speaker that's coming up. Look at the announcements. That's the, if you're not even doing that, I would just say you're just dead, right? You're really not serious about this. Uh, look at the announcements and then um, go to, it's about a half hour every Friday morning 
essentially it's a leadership meeting where the leaders of the company come together and share what's going on. What like here's the different things that are important that you should be aware of. And then right after that, there's a, you know, uh, icons going through and teaching, but those are also throughout the week. But at the very least, going into a workplace and then also watching that Friday leadership meeting, you can get so much out of that. Like it used to be, you know, years ago, you'd you'd go six months and you'd go to a conference just to hear the the leader of the company speak and hear what the, what their vision is. Because of technology and because of the, you know, the the way that this is set up, we get that essentially every single week, and that helps us pivot faster. That helps us understand what's better, you know, what's going on, and and gives us better insight into the market. Fantastic, you know, Curtis. Those last two nuggets you gave there about the announcements and the weekly leadership, um, we haven't had any other guests share those two nuggets. So there may be some of our loyal listeners that are hearing that for the first time and um, gleaning these little nuggets that they're little, but they're big. So my hope is that all of you really take to heart what Curtis said and take action on those ideas. I do also want to encourage all of you to, to take the podcast, listen to it more than once to get Curtis's best ideas into the subconscious mind and share the podcast with your team so they can benefit from Curtis's brilliance that he shared today, as well as get connected to the Brent Go podcast. Curtis, thank you so much for your time today. It was great, great content. I really appreciate it. And uh, thanks again for taking the time. Awesome. Thanks, Eric. Appreciate it, man. All right. Thank you all for listening. We look forward to connecting with you on the next Brent Go podcast. Okay, so here's the deal. We have incredible information, video content on my YouTube channel. Go over there and make sure you subscribe. And it's vital that you ring the bell. If you ring that bell every time I put out new content, it's actually going to notify you. You can get the latest and greatest of what's happening at EXP. Now, don't forget to like me on Facebook. You can also get that content and then follow me on Instagram. We're hitting everybody high, low, and in between. We're trying to get the information out there so you can build big businesses, revenue share organizations. So go to uh, YouTube right now. Please subscribe and ring that bell. Like me on Facebook and follow me on Instagram. We'll see you out there.